Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher has joined us a number of times over the years. He's kind enough to join us right now. Mr. Fletcher is on the uh, John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Thank you. I see stories in the Tribune and in the Pioneer Press. And I'll read part of Andy Mannix's story from the Star Tribune over the weekend. In response to a complaint brought by Ramsey County Public Health Workers, Minnesota's top corrections official has ordered Bob Fletcher to immediately cut down the jail's population, saying insufficient staffing levels pose imminent risks of life-threatening harm. And also within the story, Bob, it says, Today, you need to provide a plan to get this resolved, and it must be implemented by Wednesday. Is yeah. that on pace to take place, sir? It is. And, well, boy, I'll tell you, I want to thank the commissioner for drawing attention to these issues of overcrowding that I've attempted to bring to the board's attention several times since last May, actually, that we saw spikes in numbers. Crime was increasing, of course, in Ramsey County. We had record murder rates last year, carjackings. And I brought this to the board's attention last May, September, and December, and We've been trying to open up the Ramsey County Workhouse to send our prisoners to. And just by way of background, every county has a jail and a workhouse. In 85 of the 87 counties, the sheriff is in charge of the workhouse. But in Ramsey and Hennepin, that's been delegated to a different department called the Corrections Department. And so we've been unable to convince corrections to accept some of our prisoners and 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 ironically they have 500 plus beds there and they only have 80 inmates so as you can see it makes more sense to have some of our prisoners housed in a different facility and and now the commissioner actually has helped us because the county board has showed a willingness to uh, move them out there so let me read a part of Mannix's story though Ramsey County board chair Trista Matas Castillo and I hope I'm pronouncing that right I apologize if I'm not said Saturday that public health officials, including some work in the jail, first raised concern to Fletcher's office over access to timely medical care. After those went unanswered, staff brought the complaints up the chain to county leadership, who decided to voluntarily report the issues to Department of Corrections. So they're intimating from this that you and your staff did not respond to their concerns. How do you respond yeah, to that? Well- I can't I can't comment on what they know. All I know is I received a letter December 21st from the health department with some concerns that I did respond to. I have a well-detailed letter that I responded, but I never received any information from the county board or concerns or city county manager. So, you know, jails are complex operations. We booked 20,000 people each year here. And there are instances where we need to investigate and find out what happened. And, and frankly, we've done that with the cases that have been brought to our attention. And um, yeah, there are some times that people fail to, to on their responsibility, but for the most part, we run this one of the safest jails in the nation. We've had no deaths here or serious injuries in the last four years since I've been here. And I'm proud of the people that work down there, but it is crowded. Well, let me jump it's in on that busy. because yeah, let me let me jump in on that because the Star Tribune story points out a couple incidents. Okay, 
video evidence reveals that uh, an individual came to jail, was not provided food or water, was left unattended while bleeding for two hours. This was on September 22, 2022. Then on December 12, 2022, jail staff waited over an hour to call an ambulance for a person having a stroke. Do you acknowledge both of those happened? And if they did, why didn't the individuals involved receive treatment sooner? Well, we're investigating both of those. Obviously, um, I wasn't familiar with Aaron until the report came out. But in our investigation, it's not as crisp and clean as maybe the allegations are asserted. But it really doesn't matter. Yes, everyone should get immediate medical help if they need it. No one, no one wants people to get medical help in a timely fashion more than me. It's the responsibility of all jail administrators. So, yeah, we're looking into that. We may have to discipline some people that um, didn't act accordingly. But again, with 20,000 people coming in the door, there are going to be instances. The biggest issue we need to address, though, is was that delay a result of shortage of staff? And we believe that is part and parcel. We don't always have enough staff to transport people to the hospital in a timely fashion. And we're going to need to remedy that in order to get back in the good graces of the Department of Corrections. But we've long wanted to remedy that. We've proposed that we put some of these prisoners other places, and we would like additional staff to be able to transport them in a timely fashion. Sometimes we just don't have to. Go ahead. Let me me stay on that, because that's a very valid point. Remind folks, Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher is with us here in CCO. We're talking about uh, Ramsey County, overcrowded jail, Paul Schnell, uh, Department of Corrections, uh, calling for this to be rectified right away. Ramsey County upset about it. Sheriff Fletcher saying he's been talking about this for a while and needs staff. Okay, to to get yourself close to where you should be, yep. tell me about the staff increase you need and what type of cost is associated with, with uh, the numbers you're alluding to. Sure. Um, there's, we need about 18 additional staff and uh, bulk of those to staff different positions, but half of them to transport people to the hospital on a regular basis. And keep in mind, Chad, it's not just transporting. We then need to secure individuals at the hospital and monitor them, which is a huge expense to us. And hospitals have been the most dangerous place for sheriff's departments throughout the country because when they're in a secure facility that's great but when they're at the hospital in an open ward it's an extremely dangerous environment so we take that that problem very seriously and we're not going to leave deputies uh, without some significant backup while they're housing some dangerous prisoner at the hospital but to answer your question two million dollars we need two million dollars in staffing uh, to make that happen and we'll be providing that uh, to the county board as a request. But in the short term, uh, our superintendent of the jail, Bill Finney, is meeting as we speak with the uh, head of corrections and the superintendent of the workhouse. And we believe that the county board is going to allow us to use the workhouse to house uh, probably our female population. So we're planning to move... um, 35 to 50 female inmates out to the workhouse, assuming that the workhouse signs off on that 
in the next two hours. And that will get you to the capacity of 324 beds? We will uh, be moving another 30 to other county jails here in the metro area. So our staff has been busy working and arranging to have other counties house our inmates as well. So between the 50 females and the 30 um, 30 to other 30 males to other county facilities, we will meet the target. Last thing, mental health has been discussed by many individuals who have this type of job in counties all across the country. How many of these folks are dealing with such mental health issues that there is criminality involved, and that's why they're there, but they really need to be at a place where their mental health is addressed first, and then potentially they go back to a jail or we see where the legal process is at um, once an evaluation is taking place or once some care is given. Great question. Um, we have 18 inmates in our facility that are supposed to be moved to some mental health facility in the state of Minnesota. The state does not have enough beds to handle that eight, those 18. We have another 30 that are awaiting Rule 20 evaluations, which will likely be declared um, incompetent and need to go to those facilities as well. So, yes, we have 48 people in our facility that we don't believe need to be there. And that is part of our overcrowding problem as well. And as long as we're on that issue, the the massive backlog of in the court system as a result of COVID, there are a number of people in our jail that wouldn't normally be there that would be processed out through their court process. And we have a number of convicted people as well that are awaiting their sentence. So our numbers are extremely high because of what's taking place or what has taken place in the nation. And that is artificially, uh, you know, driven up our inmate staff racial problems. Are there any signs of that part of the story getting resolved soon? We're working closely with the courts to uh, just give some dispositions on those cases quickly. And uh, people that people that are pending their trial, you know, we've had just a huge backlog, as I mentioned, because of uh they're having virtual court rather than regular court. So, yes, there's progress being made. The Ramsey County judges are working on that problem. I would say by the end of the year, we'll have this resolved. The order only goes through November, and we have the right to uh, redress it and appeal once we've made changes that solve the staffing shortage. So in the short term, we're moving bodies to the workhouse, to other counties. We're hoping to add additional staff. We've been recruiting like crazy to get additional staff. And then um, we expect that we'll probably get some help in the court system by moving some of the bodies out of our facility. But overcrowding is, it's a huge issue in metro cities. And what we don't want to do, Chad, here's the thing. There are a lot of advocates to just release people. And the bail reform discussion is fine, but the concept of just releasing dangerous prisoners into the community is not a good solution, and we want to avoid that. Well, you raise bail reform. You know that's a huge topic in yeah. this area. 
You've been in law enforcement. There are people who <laughs> have paid close attention to your life in law enforcement and politics who love you, and there are folks who massively disagree with you. You know that's a part of it. Where, where do call, you stand? Tell me, those, tell me that group to call me. Give me a call. And we'll see if we can work <laughs> uh, well, out. They, they probably will, Bob. You know that. Um, Give me a call. Where do you stand and where we should go with bail reform? Well, I think there is room for some reform for those people that cannot afford bail. Um, And I think that's for minor offenses and offenses that are not likely to impact the public safety of others. We don't want to hold people just for the sake of holding them. Um, Bail is to ensure that they'll show up for court. Uh, That's a primary reason. But also in the Constitution, bail is to make sure that they don't harm others while they're out. So uh, where where the line we draw is let's not release people on no bail or low bail when they pose a threat to the community. Because we have have as great a responsibility to the public as we do to the inmates that we're releasing. I always appreciate your time, sir. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Bye. If you want to check out the stories, too, good stories in the Pioneer Press and Star Tribune about this. And reminder, if you picked up late into the uh, Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher interview, Dave will have that podcastable within a, just a ma- within minutes. So you can always check out our podcast. Any where you get your podcast, just punch in Chad Harpin Show.